0: Welcome to Model Rail Radio. I'm Tom Barber, and this is being recorded live on Skype June 25th, 2022. Model Rail Radio is the internet's only live recorded radio show where the topic is the hobby of model railroading. And I have an opportunity this show to once again do a pre-record intro, well actually a post-recorded <laughs> intro and a post-recorded outro. And I'd like to thank everyone who's um staying faithful. Well, they're not say faithful, I don't really care. <laughs> People want to listen and enjoy other podcasts, and I get a lot of feedback from the other podcasts people listen to and enjoy. And I wish I had more time to listen to and enjoy podcasts, but it's wonderful that other folks listen to other podcasts and get feedback and what have you. And it's very interesting to a podcast like Model Royal Radio, because it really is as much about, as I said last recording, actually, the long-standing friendships that I have with a number of the participants on the show, and this will certainly come up in this particular recording. I did want to say that um, these new recording times through my daughter's naps are shorter, but I want to actually put some more out there through the summer months. So uh, if you go to the modelrailradio.com website, or one word, you will see the new show recordings hopefully up when this show is posted. And this is a crazy show because I had a really wonderful discussion with Nigel Gatcho, and then... There were no callers for a period of time, and then a bunch of calls called in in like the last 15 to 20 minutes. So my advice is if you want to call into Model Royal Radio, just my peace of mind more than anything, just to get a sense I'm actually covering people in a, a fair way, please try to call in ideally at the start of the shows. And I don't know if these were particularly pity guests that saw my Facebook posts and just hopped on the show accordingly, but it was wonderful catching up with Ron Kleiss and obviously... Dave Falkenberg, and a, a wide variety of other people, the effervescent Clark Cooning. We missed out on chatting with Ralph City, and I was really looking forward to chatting with Ralph Rancetti, so Ralph, if you could pencil in the future show in your calendar, that would be wonderful, because it'd be great to have the opportunity to chat with you. Who am I missing here, of course, Martin Jenkins. And look, Martin is the example of why it's probably good to call in slightly earlier, to model rail radio because unfortunately the deadlines are very hard with regards to the daughter's nap time. I have been really interested in the hobby in recent uh, weeks actually and just looking at the changes in the hobby and what's going on kind of post-covid and obviously some manufacturers have stepped aside and other manufacturers are doing just fine thank you very much and the whole model rating hobby particularly in this insane inflation that The US is currently experiencing, I'm certainly experiencing it as well. So, my model railroading hobby is very much about saving what I have and working out what I have for the future. And as it is currently, I'm trying to get rid of a good deal of books and try to be a, a bit leaner potentially in the future for a move. And it's really making me look at things like a wide variety of HO track that I have. And as I mentioned in this particular recording, an Atlas locomotive with a Kato Mech and all these other little bits and pieces. I think, I want to say I'm almost exclusively out of N-Scale, but I have a couple of locomotives that are just like my favourite locomotives in N-Scale, and I think I'll probably hold on to those. But yeah, the HO stuff and the O-Scale, and the O-Scale takes up quite a bit of space. We'll have to work through these things, but thank you to everyone who has shot me emails and contacted me directly. And I want to send out a special shout out to Andy Dixon and his wife, Catherine, who are currently helping me beyond all measures with regards to some nonsense. And also, we'll send a quick shout out to Martin Coombs for for seconding (laughs) that (laughs) endeavor. Being a follow-up person, I may burn out Catherine yet, but it's absolute pleasure to have friends in the community that are willing to... Assist in the way that Catherine and Andy are doing currently And I know Andy's a, an occasional caller to Model Rail Radio But he's a gentleman who's very near and dear uh, to me As is his, his family And very interesting updates from Dave Falkenberg In this particular recording And actually talking a little bit about a, a co-worker of mine Who is a fan of Dave Falkenberg And I was going to get to the Bay Area And Rich Murphy was going to meet me for lunch but unfortunately, as this recording shows, that unfortunately will not be happening. I can only say unfortunately maybe seven times in a sentence. But uh yeah, really looking forward to catching up with uh with Murph and uh maybe with Mike O'Dorney at some stage. Mike Dorney's tried to get contact via telephone, which in this day and age is a very interesting experience as a, a father of twins. But anyway, an amazing show, perhaps a testament to what goes a little bit wrong. If people all call in at the end of a show. But I'll try and make it coherent and hopefully my humour lasts for the recording. First up, Nigel Gutshaw. What an update. Gradients. Let's talk of that. I'd like to welcome on first cap off the rank, Nigel Gutshaw. Good to speak to you. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, this this twin fatherhood, it's an interesting process. There are different painting mediums, which I'm having to discover in later (laughs) life. But let's just say... It's pretty pretty darn good, and thank you for, uh, for calling in today. Great to catch up. Last time we chatted, after much, much discussion, much movement, many, it feels almost like seven years, something like that. <laughs> it might be. You, well, but anyway. anyway, it feels that way. It could be that you first started calling in seven years ago, but you now have a space, right? Yes. Are you filling the space? Are you anticipating filling the space? What, what's happening with the model railroading hobby in you currently?
1: Uh, well, we've got the space. There's still a little bit on the outside to do to sort mm. of seal, seal it a bit more, but otherwise it's all painted. It's sealed. The floor's sealed. Wonderful. I've I've built some uh sections because I've tried to make it after the debacle of disem- disassembling the uh, earlier one, but just pretty much had to pull apart and take to the dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's going to be more sectional. I can't remember the name off the top of my head or what. Uh, <laughs> Joe Fugate calls it, what's he call it? The uh... Mushrooms? No? No, 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 the one-module approach, I think it is, Okay, like cool. That. Cool. So, cool, Yeah, going with that sort of sort of um, concept, so... Wonderful. Um, so I got a few of those done, and uh, multi-level, so it took me a little while to Gosh. engineer a solution Gosh. to try and make it attached, because oh, I, I didn't want to attach it to the walls, so... Yeah,
0: uh, interesting, interesting. So, so are sense. they like tables, is it like freestanding tables, or how are you doing that specifically?
1: um so it's like a no not really a freestanding table it's like a funny it's like a step it's it's got a bottom piece and then at the back it sort of goes up like where you would normally put a a backdrop interesting okay there's a piece that comes out from that so i'm using a piece of four i think it's about three inches by about one inches piece of timber to try and um and and using a uh, joins, timber joins to try and make sure that it, yeah, and, and glued, so make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Interesting. Um, and bu- bolts, etc. So, yeah, I've given a bit of a test. It doesn't seem to want to um, bend too much. So, Terrific. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: so. Well, you're painting a picture with the mind. The folks listening in, they the may remember the, uh, the shed renovation, but they may not actually remember what you're modelling. Can you reintroduce the layout concept? Uh, well, it's it's well, oh, <laughs> uh, there's
1: some been some rediscovery there as well. But um, on my part, but the uh, it's US based mm-hmm. and it's going to be double deck, t- twenty feet by twenty feet. Mm-hmm. Trying, I actually went to a, a virtual uh, Opsig. They had cool. a meet. I can't remember where it was. Anyway, they've got some of that. Uh, you get a bit of talking mm. uh, and some. Um, uh, help with you the layout design so Wonderful. Yeah, i've been talking to them
0: a bit so uh, so, so it's so a like, big country many eras what part of the us and what era are you modeling
1: uh well I, I sort of model what i like a bit so it's <laughs> kind of everything
0: okay <laughs> tra- fair enough
1: transition to modern <laughs> interesting almost, so.
0: okay <laughs> so desert to snow to mountains to forest
1: Oh uh, yeah, be sort of urban, urban to mountains. Interesting. Uh,
0: okay, so Colorado, no. perhaps, or what do you think?
1: Yeah, possibly um,
0: Pacific Northwest, potentially Seattle, that kind of area. Uh,
1: probably a little bit California. I interesting. Think, okay, sort of so Sierras, one, so. Sierras, potentially. Yeah, interesting. The, yes, yes. So I've had sort of experience around that area with work, so. Cool. And went up to Truckee and had a look through there. Oh, through yeah. While I was there. So. Yeah,
0: one of my co workers moved to Truckee and he's never looked back aside from the four feet of snow that just seemed to mysteriously turn up
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> every, every so often. But yeah, yes. no, it's a beautiful part of the world, most definitely.
1: Uh, I don't think I will model snow, though. That, that just, uh, <laughs> just has too much difficulty in my mind to try Very and keep good. it clean. And,
0: oh, um, believe me. You
1: no. Know, if I had something that was perfectly air conditioned or something and sealed, maybe. But um,
0: many an Amtrak train I've taken through thick snow and trucky, so I'm well familiar with the. You can't look outside for you know embankments of snow. Okay, so okay now you set it in terms of place. Huge trees, Australian style huge trees, or what are you going to do associated with the foliage?
1: Um, well, it's going to be a little bit urban as well. So Certainly. I'm
0: going, to, I'm going to put
1: two two yards in because that was uh, one of the previous layouts that sort of annoyed me with going out and coming back and mm. not really going anywhere, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was going to sort of two two stations, top, bottom, one on the top. Either bottom end. Top of the yard or Either something. end? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. And, and an Olix. So in the wow. areas where I'm looking at the putting all the mountainous sort of area because you're Pretty sort cool. of going around the back. So I thought mm. well, that was ideal for that. Mm. So – um. Yeah, that was my, that's my cutting plan so far, but it's still a little bit in
0: development. So certainly, do you have experience of taking Amtrak through that area? No, no. I wow, I wow. The opportunity. Uh, well, I can I thoroughly did. recommend that. I, it, the Amtrak in that area, and they have trained specialists on that route that goes through Truckee, giving you the history of everything um, through the Sierras. It really is a wonderful train journey if you ever have the opportunity to take it.
1: Yeah, it would have been good at the time, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, we were busy with work, so I think we got one day off a week, so it was pretty
0: pretty full on. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, Well, if you're ever in that part of the world and have some vacation time, and I'm pretty sure most of our, certainly most of our Northern California listeners have done it at least once, if not multiple times, so it's a great train journey to take, actually.
1: I made a conscious effort to catch up with the California Zephyr when it came through, just Mm -hmm. to sort of see it and go, oh, right, there it is. Oh, see yeah. In real life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very uh, cool. But it was very, uh, yeah, it was quite quite snowy. It was quite, quite interesting because we don't, as you know, the snow here is sort of okay. But Believe people me. People yeah. used to talk about powder, and it wasn't until we sort of went up <laughs> to look at some yeah. of the t- the tunnels. That, yeah, we actually picked it up and went, Oh, this is what they're talking about. This is what real powdery snow. Is oh, like, believe so, me. Yeah,
0: yeah, until you've dragged a like... sn- suitcase through powdery snow, you really haven't experienced <laughs> life. So, okay. So, are you doing passenger service on your layout, or are you just sticking yes, with the yes. industry? Wonderful, no, wonderful. No, I'm full, full passenger. So, wow, um, that's going to be cool.
1: So, I got the um, Broadway Limited. Yeah, a bit of everything. Cool. So that's kind of why it's a bit. Uh, it's going to be in that area, but not so exactly they. prototypical. So, there'll be the Broadway Limited, the yeah. uh, California Zephyr of different years.
0: So. Oh, anyway. wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So, what's the time frame on this thing? Oh, <laughs> at this rate,
1: it'll be just about in my 80s at this rate. Very <laughs> anyway, good. Very good. We're working our way through it. So, it's kind of been sidetracked a bit with trying to fix, um, add a whole lot of Hornby AA stuff. that. Ooh. that uh, was left over, and I'm like, you know, just like, from a father. I'm like, I just don't need it. Yeah. So I managed to talk to people locally, and it was actually interesting. I spoke to a guy in Brisbane about it, mm-hmm. and the next time I got all these phone
0: calls from people in Tasmania. Interesting. The Hornby so, Society. I've been to the president, well, perhaps former president's house in Sydney, and Hornby, like every scale, like the Hornby Society is pretty serious in Australia. And as you say, mm. Tasmania, Brisbane, all over the place. I, I belong, I think, to their Facebook group. I'm pretty sure at one stage at know, least. Um, oh no! Look, the Hornby Society is uh, uh, for well, I I was there with the professor. Maybe I don't know how many years ago it was, <laughs> but you know, the, probably within the le- the past decade, I've been there um, to the fellows' house in Sydney. And, yeah, it's a obviously Hornby runs deep in Australia. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But you were able to clear everything, and hopefully you made a tidy profit in that process.
1: Oh, yes and no. So I made a really <laughs> profit, but um, good. unfortunately I sort of rediscovered it. So,
0: uh-oh, um, uh-oh. That's the dangers with
1: regards to this stuff, believe me. So I've sort of gone down that path of it, now. So, Interesting. Uh, back, back to the British side of it, with the interest <laughs> of that. So it's like, oh, danger. Anyway. So is
0: there going to be anything associated with the British... In your uh, new layout room, yeah, that's what I'm trying to work
1: out. See so how I'm going to interesting. do that. But anyway, interesting. so uh, but yeah, that's um, it. Now runs a lot better. That was one of the reasons I, I sort of went towards American prototype, mm. is the the mm. and everything just ran oh, yeah. so much better. Oh was, yeah, that used to drive me crazy
0: trying to constantly give half the... the fun with Hornby. It's half the fun. Really nudging, nudging <laughs> railroads. Yes, interesting. Yes, it, Frustrated me a bit, so uh,
1: mm. the, with all the four all-wheel pickup of the, the <laughs> US yep. models are using, it was like, uh, and especially I think the some of the Kato stuff at the time. It was oh yeah, like oh, this is this is so much better.
0: <laughs> bull- in fact, I I have an Atlas Kato mech locomotive in my uh, shelf, looking down on me. That was one of the one of the early purchases that got me back into the hobby, basically. So yeah, no, they they are absolutely bulletproof. Are you still getting to the US periodically or is that part of work? Stop? No, that's all pretty finished, especially with COVID. That I oh, uh, mean. that that's
1: pretty really killed it. So Yeah. Uh we do have another job we're looking at in Canada. Okay. But I'm not sure whether how yeah everything's there's COVID. Interesting. Is it is it going, is it not going? Believe it and drabs. So Yeah. And and the um housing industry over here sounds like it's collapsing in terms of mm. uh the construction industry so it's interesting times.
0: Interesting times. So let me ask you a few questions. Obviously your local area uh, is a model railroading hotbed thanks to uh, a few folk that periodically call into model Rail Radio. Are things opening up? Are shows back? Are you getting to model railroading events or what's it looking like?
1: No no it's definitely opening up. So we had the the Brisbane show not too long ago. I I didn't get to it this year. Mm -hmm. That's the joys of as you're finding out with parenting, with going here, there, and everywhere. Last week, I was down the Gold Coast for a competition from my daughter. And Gosh! So it's um, yes, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Trying to fit everything else around it. Believe so. me,
0: I now record um, through nap times for folks listening and wondering why shows are short and so infrequent. <laughs> um, no, I, But the things that seem to be coming out of Australia. I mean, obviously, YouTube blew up through COVID with regards to people covering shows. But yeah, it's now I'm I'm spoiled for videos of the Australian shows currently, um, which is pretty impressive. So okay, so you haven't been to any shows, but you know the Brisbane one was a was a bit of a hit.
1: mm. mm and and yesterday they had a the uh, Queensland division had a a meeting yesterday, and uh, Marty put it up live. So Wonderful. You could have a look at that, even though he was using his back his camera and every everything, mm-hmm. everything on the screen was backwards, so that was funny. So. You, oh, you're reading, reading text backwards. So, well, what's
0: that saying? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So um, in terms of, you you mentioned um, peer pressure. Let's talk about that a little bit. What are your thoughts with regards to, like, do you need a round robin in order to help you out? Or is it just a matter of give you time, give you space and give you lots of, uh, you know, possibility currently?
1: Oh, I think at this point, at this stage, I got to try and get it right in my own head first. Mm, so, uh, interesting. Yes, time more than anything. Okay. Time. So um, we'll see what we can do.
0: So, have you sketched anything on paper, or do you have a sense of what it might look like?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've used. I um, tried to use a few software programs, but I ended up purchasing that Third Planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, now I've got a reasonable plan in that. Where I've, cool. It all out. Got got used to it. I've managed to get better at it. I know how to do multiple layers, well, wow. levels now. So, nice. Uh, I can turn that on and off, so that's mm. that's good. So yeah, um, no, I got a good plan there. And, and again, I still need to talk to the gentleman. He's on the east coast mm. um, to sort of get a few ideas back from him. He's been asking me 101 questions. Wonderful. To try and get an idea what I'm looking for. So yeah, no, it's been, it's been good.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the Licks because I'm someone who's a big fan of nolexes, and my perspective is that um, they're very interesting in the hobby and lots of people devote a lot of time to them. What's your thought with regards to gradients and these kind of things? I mean, are you, w- when do you start the Nolix? Is it something that's, you know, early in the planned development or is it something that you're looking to get to later on?
1: No, that was the first thing I looked at. Wonderful. Because it, because it was sort of gradient and the length that I had and what the eventual spacing between the two Interesting. Uh, levels would end up because uh, the the gradient, obviously, and the length of Most it, definitely. Be. Being an engineer,
0: that's a, that was my first <laughs> challenge. <I laughs> went, right, okay, i got
1: to work this out. But, uh, so have you probably, started the
0: Nolix? Are you building it or are you just still trying it with you know track on wood at various Just angles? track on
1: wood at pretty much. It's okay. uh, 2.25, I
0: think. I went Interesting. It's probably a, Interesting. a little bit. Yeah, More than interesting. I in. Maybe not for the Hornbees, but hopefully for the Athens. Keep your fingers crossed. Um, it,
1: so. The Hornbees are getting better. That's Okay, that's My, I'm, well I'm not arguing that, that.
0: I'm not arguing that without question. I'm talking about the vintage Hornbee stuff that you were talking oh, about a earlier.
1: Well, unless you went back to the old magnethesion of which you could make it just uh, go up about a 45-degree angle, I think. <laughs> but um, we're not
0: going down that path. Very good, very good. Okay, so 2.5% is pretty good. 2.25. Um, 2.25. I tried, to, oh. I, I tried to go as small as I could.
1: I think uh, I forget what a lot of people recommend. I think less, less than two is what a lot of people recommend. Yeah, that's recommend, what people so. recommend. Yep. So <laughs> I sort of got kept going lower and lower as best I could until I got a decent spacing. And the spacing is going to be a challenge. Oh, yeah. Just that yeah, some of the structures I've got, et cetera, you, you sort of look at it and go, oh, okay, well. If I had a standard layer, it wouldn't matter, but mm. because I've got double deck, that might be a mm. little bit too high. So, yeah, it's a it's a different mindset, but it gives Certainly. you a lot more running.
0: So you're thinking 10-foot sections of licks, or what are you thinking? Or are you uh, thinking that, the full 20 feet? You're going to do no licks in all... Full 20 feet. Wow. Okay, interesting. So interesting. it's like they're going to
1: be like a G shape, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, one end will be the, the Nolix where it comes back on itself. So. Right, cool. Uh, twenty feet, yep. That's it. So it, and that was yeah, to try and get the spacing was about two point two five from
0: memory. So yeah. Pretty a little cool. bit
1: a little bit higher than I wanted to, but you're right. So Interesting. And, um, I'll see how some of the Ormie stuff goes. So
0: Yeah. And are um, you are you doubling back on yourself at any of that or is it all just straight one direction going up?
1: No, nah, that that one's definitely doubling back, so it's like a like I forget what they call it. Uh Dog bone type mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, yeah, it go, goes, out, goes out, turns around and goes down underneath itself. Basically. Wonderful. And, that, and that's the area where I thought, well, that's a good opportunity with part of like lower going high. It was a good opportunity to sort of do the Sierra mm. mountainous area. That's definitely. The, using an Olex.
0: So That's definitely. And yeah. it, it goes further back as it goes higher or are you like crisscrossing backwards and forwards?
1: Uh, crisscrossing. Interesting.
0: Top, just, just wow. Slides, so. Wow. So, that's going to be really interesting modelling-wise. Um I guess you're not, you're not really even. I mean, what's, what's your thought just to get, start getting this set up? Are you thinking five years or what are you thinking? Yeah,
1: probably five. Interesting. I <laughs> think okay,
0: five. Very good. <laughs> I'm, i I'm, I'm giving you a wide berth based on how long it's taken to actually finish the shed. So, yes. I'm thinking yes. very good. I got yeah. the,
1: uh, the, the joys of, of a house to keep you going as well. So, oh, believe it's, me. It's, it's not the only thing, uh, unfortunately, it's not the only thing, uh, using up my time. So, yeah, uh, without
0: question. Interesting. Well that sounds absolutely fascinating. And so it let's if if you don't mind throwing some names out there, who are your no inspirations, or are you just doing what you need to do yourself? Um I'm doing it
1: myself a bit, but okay. there was a there was a gentleman I can't remember, I kinda of, uh, I don't just worry. was trolling it's not through an exam. Google, <laughs> going through Google and finding mm-hmm. and found this layer design and went No, hey, that's not bad. I, I could I could go with that. That's a good that's a good good start and that's where I I based it on that. Like, yeah, okay. that looks like a good idea to me. But interesting. He, I think he had single track, uh, whereas I'm doing double track. Yep. So interesting. Uh, a little bit of a slightly different, but yeah, I saw that one and adapted. So mm. I, don't, I haven't seen too many nolexes uh, that I'm aware of. There's a lot of helixes, but uh, yeah,
0: believe me. Yeah, the Helix, I don't know if the Helix is the enemy of the Nolix, but I certainly feel that in my own mind. So, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, it just depends how much work you to do. I did meet a gentleman here in Brisbane who did the Helix and mm. he'd done all sorts of special things to try and compensate for heat and stuff. for uh,
0: leaving and, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. no, just screwed down with a, like a washer. Interesting. The track was screwed down with a washer, but it wasn't um, yeah, tacked down, glued down. He was mm. letting, the, letting the, the track kind of move itself mm. to compensate mm. for temperature change. I Since you raised
0: the much. issue in Brisbane, and I think I've historically teased you or maybe one of our other Queensland participants about this very problem, what's your sense with regards to the temperature gradients? I mean, obviously finishing the shed, getting the space as as clean as possible associated with that, but what, what do you think the temperature gradient is going to look like? Um,
1: I'm thinking about 10 degrees. Okay. Um, not too bad. I've got the, uh, when I was putting in the insula, uh, sorry, when I was putting the gyprock in Mm -hmm. or drywall, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. uh, I insulated it at the same time. So the temperature is not too bad in there. It's, it's, there is some difference. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I'm closing. There's, there's two roller doors there and I'm closing them in because that's where a lot of the heat comes through. Oh yeah. So, uh, so that should, that should settle it down a bit. Terrific. Terrific. Uh, Not quite. I don't know if I'm going down the air conditioning thing. I'm not sure whether Mm -hmm. the cables are big enough (laughs) uh, whether my my pockets are deep
0: enough. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, one thing about our old house in San Jose is we had just missed... There was no option but to mishmash the air conditioning styles, and it's amazing both the space and the electricity that you don't need to have in an air conditioner, but also how completely and utterly inefficient such things are as well. So, yeah, you, you... it's a constant kind of trade-off in a triangle uh, with air conditioning and can be very dicey. I mean, particularly the humidities you guys deal with in Queensland as well. Oh, so. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what the biggest killer is. You sweat and it doesn't do anything. You just walk <laughs> around <with> the, looking <laughs> like a boiled lettuce pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that you've you've extracted yourself from some of these problems. So as you listen to Model Rail Radio, I'd love more Nolik's content. So... If listeners are listening in and wondering what on earth is going on with these podcasts now they're out so infrequently, if we could get on Nolix experts, I just find every time I think of layouts now I think of them in licks terms because obviously you get a certain degree of compactness, not really, but, you know, it still takes up a good portion of space. I think the the, the 20 feet, is it 20 feet by 20 feet or is it 20, yeah, feet, 20 by,
1: feet by 20 feet. Wow,
0: okay, so that's a good space. Um yeah be very nice
1: what, what yeah, else can
0: we be talking more on I mean obviously more Nolix content what else are you missing out on
1: oh to be honest I'm way behind <laughs> <laughs> I, very good podcast coming out of my ears but with uh, work of being sort of busy when we mm-hmm. actually go to site, it's it's just full on and no, uh, trying to get things going etc so you really don't get the time. But me, I'm back in the office, so I'll probably get more of an opportunity to cool. to listen to some more. I think I'm about five behind at the moment. Okay. So, um, okay. No, no, all content is good. Um, Very good. I enjoy listening to the guys over in the UK where they Believe kind of me. Aut- automate these little trucks and things. I just, I just take myself well, to them. Yeah, have wherever.
0: you seen any of the videos? Have you ever seen
1: what they're I trying have seen to do? Some of their videos, Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, so. yeah. And of course, we've we got um, Marty over here where he's busy doing his little uh, cars. All over well, the layout, running over layouts.
0: I think people are, you know, there's, there's a certain part of this hobby that has just gone completely. I mean, I guess my background would want to say automation crazy, but the stuff in the UK still there are people controlling servos. There's still a human interface component. I, I I'd be fascinated to see if they could do anything. I mean, if you imagine their cranes, for example, the cranes are the, the the biggest devices on their layouts. Mm-hmm. they're all driven by people looking through cameras built into the cranes in some way. I mean, wow. really, until you actually... The videos, like, a little taste of what it's actually like. When you actually get there and you realise they've got tiny mounted cameras and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, I can't... I mean, automation for them would just be absolutely amazing. Uh, it's interesting, actually, particularly things like pick-up boxes. I think that's one of the few things that I was allowed to do while I was there. And picking up boxes with the cranes and the lowering and this kind of stuff, you could never really automate it. There's still, you know, there's still the system has a little bit of kind of give and take in it that requires a human operator. But I don't know. Marty, I don't know how far he's gotten with regards to the driving and stuff like that, but... um, yeah, many, many different swings and roundabouts and many different uh, rabbit holes that people can get stuck in in this hobby. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to catching up with uh, with Martin and co, Martin and Simon, um, because, yeah, the stuff that they've been doing through the um, COVID period is just pretty... I mean, basically, you've got people that were show people, right? And mm. we, we get on the professor and others of this ilk regularly from Australia too, so we know the show people in Australia as well. But um, uh, just to have, like, you know, 90% of your model railroading taken away from you due to the virus, and then have these kind of brains just kind of ticking away. And you need to appreciate the carousel layout they had. They had a layout... Do you remember the carousel layout? Do you remember being discussed in yeah. yeah, they had a carousel layout with O-gauge locomotives, like large steam UK O-gauge, yeah. that would go in this carousel. I think potentially... Maybe the locomotives were secondary and the rolling stock was going in the carousel, one would hope. Um, anyway, those brains then had to move themselves to what they're going to do in COVID and the rest rights itself. But yes. um, it sounds like you're enjoying exactly the stuff that I'm enjoying, Nigel.
1: Mm, well, you're talking about the automation of that. Uh, um, I don't think it's an easy task. I it's remember, not. Well, I think that's why they're still operated by, by operators. So I remember we got um, approached by Patrick Stevedals to automate some and he just walked away from it and went, no, that's <laughs> yeah. way too hard. <laughs> it's yeah. just horrible. Yeah. trying to avo- avoid other vehicles, you know, avoid vehicles, all mm. this sort of stuff. It was like, mm, yeah, no, mm. someone else better than us can do that. So,
0: Well, my wife just discovered that our car allegedly does parallel parking, but it also catches fire randomly. So, you know, my view is that these things are being built into machines periodically, but, like, just not catching fire would be a really good
1: Oh, my God, pretty good. Yeah, yeah our, so our, our new cars are similar. Where um, I'm getting used to this adaptive cruise control, and oh I goodness. can't use the, con- the cruise control around town a little bit just to mm-hmm. try and prevent getting speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to get used to it where. It, I've got to be careful where I use it on corners. I've had it a couple of times where it's just so it launched me through the windscreen oh, going, my goodness. There's a car on the corner. It stopped. We need to stop now. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're turning. We're turning this corner. Relax. It's okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Telling telling the car to relax seems to be half the, uh, half the problem with contemporary driving. In any case, thank you very much for calling in today. Pleasure to catch up. Fascinated to hear what the next, hopefully, five years of enjoy what we'll bring and uh yeah no links related folk please consider calling into model RR radio thank you for calling in today Nigel.
1: no worries i'll post a photo of what i'm using for the framework and, Wonderful. uh it's a, I think i can get the uh map out great put that up so terrific some idea what's going on always good ideas. to have content
0: too thank you very much mm-hmm. Nigel. talk to you soon take care all
1: right thanks tom bye mm-hmm.
0: Hello, Ron. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing very well. Pleasure to talk to you. I'm just looking at a look. Martin Coombs is, was online as well. And obviously he's calling in next week because we've got a UK-friendly time. But have you seen the photos that he posted to the Facebook group just recently of uh, his his new structure that was assembled, his, this kind of COVID assembly uh, structure? Did you have a chance to see those photos?
2: I'm sure I did. Let me try and I can pull it up and see.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just fascinating to actually see it, because I know the space very well. I know the space, the thing that was there previously, and it's just an amazing use of space, and it's also a really interesting structure as well, but I mean, what what would you expect from Martin Coons
2: other than the does. He does some nice work.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a beautiful structure. So anyway, I'm looking forward to talking to Martin. Unfortunately, he was watching uh, Paul McCartney at Glastonbury, so couldn't be pulled away from that, but not to complain, the one and only Ron Kleis on the line,
2: pleasure <laughs> talking
0: with you. Look, this whole period and your, let's start with McGirt Cole.
2: Yes, sir. Ah. That's a good one. I enjoyed it. It was a fun. That was actually all all um, an idea by Marty mm-hmm. last October Interesting. I was down at Yeah, he, he stopped by the booth and he, we were talking and he's looking at my structures and uh, he looked at uh, the gas station. He's like, oh, that would make a really good waste station if you just kind of tweak that. And mm-hmm. we were talking. And he sent me some pictures of stuff that he, he was uh, interested in. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, so I kind of took his pictures, looked, at, did a couple extra you know, Google searches and mm-hmm. came up with some ideas and tweaked what I had and added a coal bin structure. And uh, I think it turned out pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that one. I'm glad that he gave me that idea.
0: Most definitely. I mean, I think there are plenty of jokes about Marty McGurk and Cole, which we're just going to move beyond. Um, but no, I think it, um, when I saw it initially, I was just like, this is firstly very signature mind mount models kit. I mean, in terms of potential reuse, potential and also the ability to, you know, place this in a variety of different layouts, but the, it's the little elements that put it clearly in kind of Marty's layout and, um, stuff like that. So it's it's interesting. So it was Timonium. You guys had a, a bit of a chat. And then did he send you additional stuff or did you start looking?
2: Well, I started looking. So mm-hmm. I wrote down the idea. I thought it was a pretty good idea. And mm-hmm. then um, a couple days later, he, I got an email and he sent me some pictures that he did some research <laughs> on. Of course, yeah. it, was, well, it had to do with his layout. And I said, like, all right, that's cool. Um, and I, you know, I looked up some old cold bins and you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the cold bins and stuff that are, are there. They them. have the trestles that go over top,
0: and oh yeah,
2: you drop in the the And this is a little bit older technology, I guess you mm-hmm. would say. And the guys mm-hmm. would actually do it all by hand, mm-hmm. unload it over the top of the uh, the the hopper, I guess, and then mm-hmm. manually toss it into these bins. Mm. I'm sure it was pretty back back uh, back breaking. yeah, most yeah. definitely. And uh, so, you know, I, I kind of took that old approach. I and mean, mm-hmm. People can modify it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of actually putting out a like a little extension kit. Mm. And so you can make it into a, you know, a four or five bin if you needed to. Certainly, but some of them are pretty big.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it lends itself to kit bashing. That was the thing that struck me most about it. And then, I mean, clearly, you know, it's a mind Map model's kind of signature kit. In terms of, like, the pandemic, the post-pandemic, all these kind of things, I mean, obviously, I work in an industry that's been relatively heavily impacted and the media is certainly uh, very zealously uh, talked about it as well. But as a kit manufacturer post pandemic, what's your sense with regards to model railroading? Like, are, are people still do they still have the pockets for your kind of stuff? Or
2: are you looking at you know what, what's your feeling? Um, it's doing pretty well. It's mm-hmm. quieted down a little bit. I think this is finally the first summer <laughs> that everybody's allowed to get out officially. I guess you would say. Believe me, yeah. So I mean, I'm seeing it. It's it's got a little bit quieter. Uh, mm-hmm. On the model kit side and also in my, you know, my work, my day job type mm-hmm. of side, it's gotten a little quieter, too. Mm. I think as soon as all the kids got out of school and graduated and stuff, people just vanished. And they all ran to the, sh- the shores and the mountains and mm. just anywhere to get out. And it seems mm. like it's gotten quiet. Mm. Um, and it's not dead. I'm still you know, getting the, the orders are rolling in here and there. But, um, you know, it would always be nice to have a couple extra <laughs>
0: certainly but i guess i guess because you've really staked an area um specifically with regards to the,
3: you know the the bits
0: of the layout that kit manufacturers historically never well I mean, some kit manufacturers did but not to the level that you've done square inches per your kits clearly gives you a market no matter what happens do you get a sense that you know this is a kind of perennial thing or do you think well, i mean you're not going to go fine scale miniatures st- style kits anytime soon, right? Um, or do you dream to do that? Perhaps.
2: Well, maybe the numbers would be kind of nice, mm-hmm. but I like to get my own style. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm increasing uh, the amount of 3D printing and stuff that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, looking to try and put that out separately as like little detail mm-hmm. parts and stuff. I've been working That's on a lot of those. It, I'll keep my style. I kind of enjoy it. Um, it's it has the prototype realism to it.
0: Mm, definitely
2: with not too much whimsy Mm -hmm. um that's one thing it's it's okay to have some of the whimsy in there but uh, some of the the craftsman structure kits are way too (laughs) whimsical on some of them yeah like some of the jut outs and the bump oh yeah certainly it's cool looking Mm -hmm. Uh, the angles give a character and stuff but Mm -hmm. you know that's not the direction i i i'm not 100 prototype i guess you'd say Mm -hmm. i don't um but you know that's not the direction I'm going to be going.
0: Has anyone ever FSM'd one of your kits? Have you seen FSM-style by Mount Models kits? I mean, I can imagine you could do a lot of interesting stuff with kit bashing That What's what's the most disturbing kit bashing you've seen with regards to your specific kits?
2: It wasn't too disturbing. I thought mm-hmm. it was actually pretty cool. The um the Wiley's Good Times Tavern? Oh, yeah. Um, One guy kind of raised it up and put it on a foundation where the, the land kind of dropped mm-hmm. off and, and made like a a lower level that mm-hmm. they can walk out Wonderful. and have like they put a, a with the pandemic and everybody was eating outside mm-hmm. and uh they end up putting a whole deck on top and they mm. had all these like place settings and tables and chairs and stuff all mm. this this out, outside patio type thing so it was mm. kind of neat looking i really enjoyed that what else
0: i mean i can imagine people adding wrought iron fixtures i mean particularly australians let's just call them out here specifically
2: but you know the, the
0: ability, particularly with laser cutting. I mean, it'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the directions people take them. Actually, with regards to that kind of stuff too, because they're, historically there were Australian kit manufacturers that at least gave you lots of little bits of sticks to make your own kind of strange wrought iron work. So yeah, wide variety of possibilities there. Are you sorry? I, continue. I, I'm
2: coming out with. Uh well, not coming up. I've had them out for a while, so mm-hmm. it's uh, the corrugated metal roofing. Mm. It's oh yeah, prevalent in Australia, from Most my understanding. Definitely. Most definitely. So yeah, they can throw that all over the whole building if they wanted to. <laughs> my uncle built a house, and it's a
0: large house. It's a multi-room house, multi-story, built into the Adelaide Hills, all with corrugated iron on the roof. This was his big genius thing, <laughs> and then he invited everyone over to have a celebration once he'd actually built it and there was a lot of champagne flowing, and the champagne corks started hitting the corrugated iron roof. (laughs) And let's just say it was, um, you know, it added a lot of character to the roof to go. I think I was there literally the day afterwards, perhaps, or maybe I stayed there. I stayed there at various points of my misspent childhood uh, in the evenings, and you'd look up, and it was just a series of dings, basically, that the champagne corks had made over the years. So, yeah, the corrugated iron... It's interesting, actually, the folks in the UK were recently talking about trying various pie tins and um, obviously, you know, ale cans and things like that in order to try and get the corrugated iron. Uh, I,
2: exactly I, tried right. of, I tried a bunch of different materials and stuff mm-hmm. when I first got the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a hand-cranked machine that does different size mm. you know, corrugations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried aluminum foil. I tried... You know, regular papers. I tried all kinds of different things. I did tin cans, like mm-hmm. you were saying, um, and I ended up finding a just a heavier paper, almost cardstock, not as thick, but it has a silver texture. To oh it yeah, that it, I found, and I, I said, "This is perfect." Mm-hmm. Once I cut it up and and ran it through the machine, I said, "It's already pre-colored. Mm. It's all ready to go. You just have to weather it up if you want to, or mm. trim it to whatever size you want." And mm. uh, yeah, it, it, it the texture looks great. It looks just like galvanized metal
0: basically well it varies so greatly i mean that's what's interesting i mean my uncle i think his roots are as you say in this country aluminum um so it's not iron um which means that it has a completely different texture to corrugated iron and corrugated iron has its own texture and particularly it's not rust but it has a ionization in it um, and it, it just has a particular kind of malt to it, almost.
2: Yeah, it gets like a uh, like a white powdery.
0: Yeah, it's very strange.
2: Yeah, it is oddball. Yeah, yeah. So I still, do, I still haven't come out with the uh, the mobile homes yet. I know you're pushing me there.
0: Ah, I, a Chinese <laughs> restaurant would also be nice occasionally, but you know I I could deal with what I could deal with. So we'll <laughs> we'll work it out. And I think probably I'm going to be an O scale by the time I'm finally actually making these purchases. I did have a, for a period of time, one of the O-Scale kit manufacturers had a, not a particularly convincing mobile home. And then I had a a friend stay, a former friend stay from Australia who was rather fond of, uh, the many craft beers of uh, Northern California. And he destroyed a good bunch of my O-Scale mobile homes. So let's just move on from that topic. Um, but, um, (laughs) yeah, no, I think, um, I'll probably be in O-Scale by the time you, you settle on that. And, uh, I don't necessarily, I mean, as we're talking about Australian stuff, there was a bunch of O-scale Australian stuff that looked very nice um, for a period of time. But none have touched upon the prefab home market of the U.S. Um, so, you know, it's it's a little thing I can kind of slip you in the next pandemic, I think, to uh,
2: I, come up with those parks. I've been looking into uh, to O-N-S scale. So mm. I, I just have to sit down and, and rework the windows, really. Believe me. I, the windows and doors, because uh, a lot of the stuff that I have for the HO kits that I put out now, mm. the windows don't carry over, so that, that'll mm. pretty much take the 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 brunt of the uh, the rework for the different scales.
0: Very cool. I have a friend in Pittsburgh who is a uh, what do they call the 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 things that they use to transport stuff in internationally? The metal boxes, oh, yeah. containers, basically yeah. cargo mm-hmm. containers. And it's interesting, actually, because my in-laws own two of them on their land um, and use them basically as a means of storing old military 1950s Navy era um, lathes and things like that. Like just for, like really eclectic, predominantly heavy metal working <laughs> equipment that they have. And um, somehow I became connected with a, a bunch of people
2: that want to sell me second hand <laughs> crates. So, yeah, I think. Somewhere in they, the future, <laughs> they come in handy. Um, I have two at my work mm-hmm. at the store. We mm-hmm. use them for one that has all of our pipe fittings in it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. At first, we had used the, the big doors that swing on the ends. Mm. We used those, but then we cut open a like a, like a roll up door on the side. Mm-hmm. Walk in there, put a, hook up a, some electrical, and you're all set to go. Yeah, no, they now
0: sell them like that. They now sell them with roll up
2: windows and air conditioning built
0: oh, in geez. and i'm just like <laughs> what on earth has happened to this phenomena and certainly my in-laws ones like literally i don't know i mean I, my girls can't go to my in-laws for a variety of reasons but that is one of them i just every time i see the doors open on that thing i'm just like counting my fingers counting my toes you know they just they seem to be
2: really just it's like opening a giant tuna can
0: Ah, men <laughs> and, and really quite Quite interesting in terms of uh, yeah, just the wide variety of snakes and other strange scorpions that can uh, make their way into it as well. But yeah, look, my view is when you're ready, when you're ready, sometime in the future, next pandemic, perhaps the mobile home park. The funny thing with the OSCAR manufacturers is they also made mobile home park gardens as well, which was something that I picked up. Here we go, we've got Clark Kooning calling in. <music> Okay, sorry. Okay. I was just chatting with Ron Kleiss about the joys of O-scale trailer park model creation, and you jumped on Clark Kooning, and I'm going to resolve all this audio and other related fun through this, and we have Clark Cooning muted. No, we have Ron Millie muted. We have Clark Cooning on. How is the model row being a hobby for you currently, Clark Koenig? A pleasure to have you on to start off with. Well,
4: thank you, and uh, I see you had fun at... Uh downtown disney
5: um i'm here I, alive
4: yes which i also love i have to admit i love disney mm-hmm. um right now it's pretty quiet because you know summer is here and in the northern climates uh, especially where i live uh, we don't get that many really nice days so my nice days are out uh, on the boat fishing mm. and or putting around the yard or mm. Whatever. So um, there hasn't been much model railroading. There's been a lot of politics (laughs) happening up in Elliott Lake.
0: Oh, interesting. Oh, local politics.
4: Yes, and the reason is because um, the sort of back up a little history to Elliott Lake. We had Mm -hmm. uh, where we had our model railroad club, and the arts groups all had their meeting rooms and so forth. When the roof collapsed way back in February of. I don't know, 19, I guess it was, the building became uh, condemned, Mm -hmm. and so they tore it down, and we've been out with really a hobby center for all our arts groups since Mm -hmm.
0: then. Interesting.
4: Now, the city sort of took over or purchased an old theater, Mm -hmm. and they have plans to develop it, and we've Mm -hmm. had meetings with all the arts groups to uh, sort of divide up the space Mm -hmm. and and so we've done that and we're kind of just waiting for that. We're hoping that maybe, uh, the funds and so forth and some of the politics will stay mm-hmm. out of it and we will back be back into a model railroad space by February, March. Multi deck
0: layout in an old theater.
4: Uh, no, well, it would be, it would be with, uh, Oh, about uh, eight other groups.
0: Okay, interesting. But,
4: but the space that they're, we're looking at is roughly uh, 28 by 28,
0: roughly. Mm.
4: So it's not, It's I mean, for, for the size of club we have, it mm-hmm. would be
0: perfect. Interesting. Yeah. And how high can you go? Oh, it's there's 10-foot ceiling. Oh, so. okay, interesting. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. So, in terms, we did talk about this for a period of time because obviously, absolutely devastating at the time, and oh. without question, seriously impacted. I mean, not your hobby style because the hobby style is strong with Clark Koenig, but, you know, clearly had an impact in the area. How, how do you reform a club like this in this circumstance? What's going on? Well, we've we've been meeting periodically,
4: not mm-hmm. so much with uh, the COVID situation, mm-hmm. but we, we would contact each other mm-hmm. and we tried zoom a couple of times, but we've got a couple of people that are not computer people.
0: Believe me. Um, even the computer people have problems with zoom. The number of times people are muted and even I occasionally will be muted. <laughs> in yeah. conference schools. Yeah.
4: And so anyway, but we've been meeting and then, you know, as the restrictions have lifted, we've <laughs> met a couple of times, uh, Uh, outdoors and Mm. stuff, so we've remained in contact and Mm. we're very hopeful that this will... And most, if not all of the members that are sort of really active, they're all building layouts. so Mm. it's not, you know, so guys are are, uh, sort of giving advice on different things and so forth, but uh, uh, hopefully um, things will really get back to normal sort of by next March. Now, if all the nonsense. We can settle it down and get into this building, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, small town politics. So Without question,
0: let me ask but, a few. Uh, let me ask you a few probing questions because obviously you're a man of very high standards. Do you feel that, in general, like through the COVID period, the modelling standard improved because people were working on their own layouts? Do you think? Are you feeling slightly more ambitious with regards to the club, or is it still, from your perspective? You know, you're you're dealing with basically the same folk, or I mean, what 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 has changed for yeah, the COVID period? I,
4: I don't know. That's a that's a good. I I was I was busy doing lots of different Zooms and mm. clinics via mm. Zoom and stuff. So um, I enjoyed that to a certain mm-hmm. part, but then it uh, you know, anytime you prepare for a like, especially a hands-on clinic,
0: it mm. takes away
4: from your modeling time. With that question. So um, I was kind of I was kind of burned out from that.
0: Are you and exploring video for a period of time as well, like cloud cutting videographer? I mean, that was the. A-
4: well, I was trying to do a little bit, yeah. Mm. And uh, I did a lot of sort of PowerPoint presentations on at you know, different divisions and regions, mm. and on uh, Jim Kello's uh, show on without questions. And uh, so um, I was fairly busy with that, but then. Um, The bug to work on my own layout got Mm -hmm. me, and I've been working on it a little bit. Now, the other sort of new wrinkle in my life is that uh, I will be living in Arizona for most of the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. uh, My brother happens to own a place in a beautiful you know, over fifty-five park, and mm. I went down and visited him for a couple of weeks, and I ended up buying a place. Wow! So, uh, and then I brought my wife down, and she oh
0: my goodness!
4: And she went because she, you know, never seen the place other than a few pictures, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Okay, I love it. You're you're off the hook. You're it's all good."
0: <laughs> Arizona is an amazing place, actually. I mean, you think, uh, you know, I live in Vegas, so. But you think, you know, it's just going to be like Vegas, and it's completely and utterly unlike that. And yeah. the weather and the Christmas of the air, and, I mean, there's a lot of really strong qualities with Arizona. So I understand where your wife's coming from. Does that mean that there is going to be an Arizona layout?
4: Well, uh, space, is, uh, <laughs> space is limited. It's, mm-hmm. I call it the cottage. It's really, mm. uh, it's it's um, in a park mm-hmm. uh, I will say it started out as a trailer park, but they mm. have the big modular homes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I have a just a little cottage, as I mm. call it. But there may be a, a layout. I'm kind of and I and I hate to say this, but it may be Proto Forty Eight.
3: Mm. Just
4: a little switching layout. <laughs> but uh, I met. I went to uh, a division meet in Arizona mm-hmm. and uh, met a lot of guys. Oh
0: yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. I think
4: I. I surprised Gordy because Gordy was on uh, via, you know, Zoom mm-hmm. link, mm-hmm. and uh, the fellow who was kind of hosting it in the in the division said, "Oh, by the way, Gord, do we have Kurt Gunning here?" And he goes, "What?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah." And you were there physically, too, and I right? was
4: there live. That's right.
0: <laughs> amazing, absolutely so, uh, amazing.
4: Anyway, it was it was quite fun and. Uh, Another fantastic modeller uh, from the Atlanta area has also moved uh, not far away from me into oh, wow. uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. A fellow all named uh, Peter Youngblood, mm-hmm. and uh, that
0: name sounds familiar. Yeah,
4: yeah. He's an MMR, and mm-hmm. he's wrote, wrote he's written a lot of books and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he used to own a hobby shop in the Kennesaw area of
5: Atlanta. Ooh. Wow. And,
4: and um, anyway, we. We also do Mong with the masters. He's one of my instructors, or well, cool. no, correct that he was one of my instructors. I'm mm-hmm. not running it anymore.
0: That's definitely.
4: And uh, we're actually putting together a weekend Mong with the masters mm. in the Arizona area mm. for next March. But that's
0: that is strictly just in the planning stages. <laughs> oh, it will never get released in this podcast. No one will ever hear this. Clark, your secrets <laughs> well, remain yeah, safe on I this hope podcast. It does, but- but yeah. it's just in the planning stage, and if you're mm. interested, give me a shout. <laughs> Very interesting. Wow. Clark Cooning, partially, well, through the winter period at least, living in Arizona.
4: Yeah, as they call it, uh, as you know, Canadians are called, the snowbirds. Snowgooses or whatever.
0: Yes, most uh, definitely. Well, Sure. And <laughs> um,
4: so from about November till maybe April, I will be mm. in Arizona.
0: Wow.
4: Well. Clark.
2: Uh, Clark, what area of Arizona? is my dad moved down there a couple of years ago in Mesa. Dear Mesa. Okay. He's, he's South of, uh, what's the big one down there? Like
4: Tucson or
2: Tucson. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's closer to the Mexico border actually than Tucson. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. He's in Rio Rico. Ooh. But, um, That's there's a number of model
4: railroaders that I've met, uh, at the division who I actually knew from mm. from my services in the NMRA mm. and uh, they're like, You're what? You're moving here. Oh, have we got a job for you?
0: <laughs> Believe me. Well this, this yeah, modelers can never uh can never sleep with Clout Kooning about, so wow. Fascinating.
4: Um, so that was that's pretty interesting. Cool. And uh, yeah we've Uh, this um, sort of adult lifestyle park, or as my Mm. brother well, my brother has a couple names for this place Mm -hmm. he says, you know, it's kind of like summer camp for old people.
0: Well, these whole, these, what used to be trailer parks, in vernacular terms, is now really big business I mean, it's actually amazing how these things are modernizing I had a friend who was actually priced out of the Bay Area uh, from his his, uh, mobile home Place And now lives a mile away from me in Las Vegas. So, yeah, yeah the whole thing is just, I mean, you feel well, sorry he, for the small person who doesn't have the cash, but this really is, yeah.
4: It, well, believe it or not, I don't have the cash yet. I was <laughs> able to.
0: Well, you've made able, the purchase, the rest rides itself. So. That's,
4: yeah, well, you know, I'm, but it was, I just hit the right time mm. and it was very economical to mm. buy this little place. Mm-hmm and uh so it's we're gonna try it at least for uh for one year and mm. see what happens but wow. I, I i I'm really looking forward to it but so uh um but it's uh it's like las Vegas here right now mm-hmm. we have about ninety four and the humidity is really wow. high here in yeah. Elliott lake so it's uh it's a, it's been a warm day but uh, yeah, so that's what's happening and I'm gonna kind of have two. Sort of separate groups of uh, model railroading to get involved Believe in. Me. Uh, wow. And uh, we actually, uh, my friend Peter and I have already talked. Um, actually, I talked to the activities director mm-hmm. at our park oh, and, my said, and said, if you guys got like a spare room or something? Because I'd like to start a model railroad club. And she says, Okay, talk to me in August.
0: Wow. So, well, uh, well, but, you, you know, know, if if you make your way to the Bright Light City, my my budget for sushi has both decreased and increased. No, my my time at sushi has decreased. My budget for sushi has increased, and you'll certainly get a good meal. Um, All right. if you head this All way, right. that's, that's I'll, I'll I will definitely course. warn Michelle in advance that Clark Cooning is uh, in the area, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's it's a hard life being a father of twins, as you well know, but um. Yeah, many many blessings.
4: uh, My uh, twins are 27 now. Oh
0: my goodness! Oh my goodness!
4: Time goes by fast, and and, you know, I I really enjoyed. There's a certain time there where you, you know, when they're really young, it's hard Mm. to communicate with them, and they, you
0: know, it's kind of oh yeah, oh
4: yeah. But once they get, once they start to reason. then it really starts to become fun. That's
0: a twenty-eight, right? That's what, that's. What <laughs> no, I mean. I, no,
4: that was a lot younger.
0: Very good. Well, you're a lucky man, Koenig. and it's, it's it's going to be an absolute pleasure having you in the area, and it's going to be wonderful catching up in person at some stage. And congratulate your wife on enjoying Arizona, because I think uh, we have a number of folks that have just called in at last minute. I work with the president of the Dave Falkenberg fan club, and nothing is harder. <laughs> Than going to a day job where someone pines about how wonderful Dave Falkenberg is, and he's on the call currently. So I'm has gonna have to get to Dave. Has she ever met Dave? Yeah, Dave is her mentor. She oh, is, wow, the, I know, like literally, from, she owes her 20 life years uh, Whoa, 20
3: years ago. Well, that's
0: not the way she talks about it. In any case, we'll get to Dave Falkenberg because I need to talk to him. And then we have Martin Jenkins, and Martin. Look, I've got 15 minutes, and I'm going to have to fit in two don't, very well-known talkers. So.
4: And if Martin talks about little cars, just walk away. Okay, I, I, I'm going to have to
0: end the call. Clark King, yep. a pleasure as always. Glad to have you as my neighbour. Thank you very much. That's great news. I will, uh,
4: I will continue listening.
0: Very good. Dave Falkenberg, do you have audio? I do. Hopefully it's good enough. It's perfect. It's wonderful to talk to you. A pleasure as always. Unfortunately, I was hoping to get to your part of the world, but we went to LA and... My daughters have discovered finger painting from oh, diaper boy. constants and various and other things. So uh, they're yeah. talking about the period of time where they reason they now both walk and one of them climbs everything, everything. Yep. So
3: yep. That's... I never had a climber. I had a roller.
0: Oh my no! Climbers are just dangerous, and thankfully. Thankfully, she hasn't like gashed her head yet, but it's only a matter of time. Let me just say. Anyway, yeah. you got back to Silicon Valley Lines, and this absolutely blew my mind because I'm in process of communicating with Mike O'Dorney as well. I'm still a financial contributor, a substantial financial contributor. I like to feel at least to Silicon Valley Lines, and also giving Mike O'Dorney a membership there. And I just love the uh, the recent pose. Obviously, look such an. I, I don't even know if I can actually discuss it on the podcast, but I, I was absolutely speechless with regards to the news associated with Bernard. Like when you think of model wire odors, unfortunately a majority of the population thinks of the antithesis of someone like Bernard. And he is just such, he was just such a big, heart soul the, just the amazing guy set
3: up, the same could be said of software engineers too let's so, not even go uh, there
0: dave let's not yeah even go i know there. but no look i <laughs> i was just i mean obviously we've lost we've lost a few people through this period yep. of time and uh, I, we've got a few others that have thankfully called in and made contact but oh my goodness obviously a huge blow to the club uh, well i mean that being said tell me about the Silicon Valley lines as it is currently, tell me about your most recent experience. And I was really surprised with how the scenery has been. I mean, obviously people were getting in through the pandemic. So,
3: yeah. So what, what, what's been going on is a couple of the retired folks mm. um, have been heading in mm. um, basically about a year ago, people got really stir crazy mm. and, uh, and, individually went down to go work on things to get out of there oh
0: my goodness you know.
3: so so a lot of scenery got finished wow um a lot of buildings got built mm-hmm. um new, some new members have joined um it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy thing when we started doing remote operations we also picked up a fair number of oh my of remote members wow uh that was i mean that was the funny thing i you know i'm I was down at the club operating in person for the first time in two years. Yeah. And I was down for the first time in about a year. I mean, yeah. honestly, if you pay attention to my Facebook posts, mm-hmm. I have, I have, I, I joined the first robotics cult. Oh, my so goodness. Um, that, that's a huge impact on, on time spent Without question on anything other than robotics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it, it's, it's, been you know the club we were worried about it dying doesn't seem to be the case a lot of stuff has gotten done very good vaccines and all that stuff knock on wood have meant that we haven't lost anybody in the club to covid Mm. just cancer Mm. uh, as always and Mm. heart attacks and all that Mm. but um, that's pretty normal for railroad clubs without covid
5: yeah so
3: um but uh yeah it's 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 really interesting what the, the biggest thing that i know is since I've been running nothing but through trains, watching signals through mm-hmm. a little screen, <laughs> um, I, last night I ran four switching local switching jobs. Mm. And uh, it, you know, it was really good. A couple weeks ago, I operated on uh, Tony Thompson's layout. Oh, and my goodness. It was goodness. the first time I'd done switching in a while, and mm. I was amazed at how rusty I'd gotten.
0: Mm. Interesting. I,
3: really, I don't have a home layout to practice on yet. Yeah, uh, that's the
0: truth. Yeah,
3: and uh, and I certainly, you you Tony had upped his game a little bit and added timetable, schedule, trains, mm. and uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just say that there was a we were out on the main when we shouldn't have been,
0: Uh-oh. and I'll
3: just leave I'll just leave it at that. Very good, but, cool. um, but it's all it's all good. Um, like you said, said home
0: layout yet? Does that mean there's been changes, Che Falkenberg, with regards to the home layout?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm I'm still thinking about a shelf layout. Mm-hmm. I have a plan and I actually have the bench work for one by six foot end scale switching layout mm-hmm. uh, based on Illinois Street. A lot like uh, a certain um, thing that I, I put out on one of those layout design things about mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's cool. all good. Even have a bunch of the buildings built. Very good. Uh, and I have all the track. <laughs> so
0: wow. It's just,
3: it's just wiring it up. Wow. And uh and figuring out how to do N scale street track Yes,
0: yeah. you you'll get a bit uh, more space when your son goes to wherever he's going. Well and so. he's
3: and he's and he's up in Oregon right now signing up for classes. So very just cool. To feel, just to make you feel old. Uh, <laughs> I know we haven't seen each other since I think in person in a while. And probably But you're still
0: doing the robotic stuff. Have they hooked you into that independent of your or, son?
3: Uh yes. Yeah, wow. it's, a, it's an awesome it's really awesome. it, very it cool. you know, with all the craziness that's gone on in the world, uh, it's a very positive thing. It yeah. is, uh, possible, quite possibly, it gives you hope, uh, for, uh, you know, educating kids on wow. how to be awesome. Wow. It is the closest thing to, like, getting kids ready for the quote unquote real world of engineering that's out there. And I it mean. is. It's it's really amazing. The kids come in, and they all have their opinions, and they oh, all yeah. know everything when they're freshmen, of and they all fight. And then by oh. the time they're juniors, they're figuring out that they're not the smartest kids in the world, and that maybe that teamwork is really important. Mm. And and then when they're seniors, they realize that, boy, they really need to train up the juniors and the sophomores oh, yeah. Yeah. To, to pass the torch, because uh, otherwise... There's the whole ramp up, ramp down oh, yeah. of the competency of the team. So it's it's been really good. Um, I, I've got a new lab that we're building.
0: Wow! And
3: uh, the school is finally going to give us our space back.
0: Wow! Um,
3: thankfully, the losing the lab correspond uh, coincided with COVID mm. when we didn't have to build a robot for mm-hmm. eighteen months.
4: Mm.
3: Um, but uh, yeah, we've been we've been living out of two foot shipping containers in a tough shed. Mm. So. It's been crazy. Mm. The but, smartest but person today, in
0: the room paradox. You're exactly right. Crushing that and rebuilding is exactly the requirement for a highly educated, highly intelligent young folk and fascinating. Great pitch, Dave.
3: <laughs> and, it's, and it's just it's just like working in, uh, in, in Silicon Valley where the average tenure of somebody at a company is really four to five years.
0: I've got the five-minute count from my wife. So, Dave, pleasure as always.
3: Hey, Murph says hi. Oh, send hi back to him and really
0: really apologise to him that I won't be able to make it to the thing because he was the only one who had actually stepped up to the let's get together when I'm up there. But enjoy the wedding. Pleasure having you call in, Dave. I've got to get to Martin Jenkins really quickly because my wife's already messaging me about getting the girls downstairs. Pleasure chatting as always, Dave. (laughs) Don't you soon. Take care. Martin Jenkins, sure. Martin oh, Jenkins. Wow. can we do this in a tight three-and-a-half?
5: <laughs> a tight three-and-a-half? <laughs> we can try.
0: Okay, let's talk about the the uh, controlled vehicles. Let's talk about the cars. Uh, I've really enjoyed, obviously, a bunch of other stuff, but let's talk about that. Are you thinking about making these things autonomous?
5: Uh, well, um, that, that could be the next step. I mean, at the moment, they're drivable, mm. so... Uh, uh i guess the next step is to make them autonomous. Mm. Uh funny you should talk about that because i've been looking at uh different um things to put on the layout as in traffic. Mm. And so i've been looking at the uh the faller car system of course and the um there's a, a chain link one on magna rail mm. or magna yeah and that, that just seems to be way too loud and uh oh, and yeah. the like. so it looks like we're going on a a diy faller car System
0: fascinating, fascinating. So, uh, the little guys with like mullets it. that get out of the cars and have punch ups if they get too close to each other, and these kind of things. Requirements coming up with regards to automation. Um, well,
5: well, when, when we get the pub scene, we might have a, a few uh, altercations, clues there too. You know, yeah, like, like definitely. a usual Saturday night in a Melbourne pub.
0: Very good, very good. What fast pitch, two minutes, what's going on in your model rowing hobby? What's What's important for Martin Jenkins currently?
5: Ah, well, at the moment, I've, uh, well, as you know, I'm, uh, in the NMRA board now. So I've been doing a, uh, a, a bit of a few bits and pieces there, uh, organising some, uh, new projects. Mm. But, uh, uh, as far as the layout goes, it's been very, very quiet in, in mm. the layout room. I've, uh, work's gone absolutely crazy. Oh. I was meant to, uh, I was meant to only be teaching night school this year, Uh-oh. which was. Which was good because that gave me all day then to get things done around here and start pottering around. But uh, mm. with uh, everyone going off sick with either having the flu or COVID or mm. or uh, or something else, mm. um, i ended up working days and nights.
0: Oh so my goodness!
5: The last uh, two terms, I've done fourteen-hour days virtually uh,
0: most. Uh,
5: so uh, say no more. I haven't had much time to get in here, but a couple of things that have been going on is uh, I did manage uh, with this extra overtime to uh, purchase some of Os- Oscision's, uh, uh finest releases. Wonderful. Um, so I've got myself some tape sets here. Now, uh, cool. for the Americans that wouldn't know what a tape set is, it's a uh, 1920s Victorian railway uh, urban electric train set. Um so it's, uh, we used to call them the old red rattlers, but uh, I've um, spoken to a guy down in uh, Melbourne, Mike from DCC Sounds, and I've actually got, um, he's put a sound system together for these models, uh, where we actually got two sound decoders, one at the front and one at the back. So you get the traction engine sounds from both the dummy and the, uh, the drive unit in the train. Mm-hmm. but uh, it's also then got directional uh, sound, so when mm-hmm. you go in reverse, your horn sound comes from the other end where the mm-hmm. actual horn would be that's, uh,
0: been. always interesting always interesting
5: yeah. i mean it's, it's really amazing what he's done with these decoders I mean we've mm-hmm. got um, guards commentaries um, wonderful you went down to uh, steam rail in Victoria and actually recorded a real oh my goodness. a real take set so' oh it's a, an authentic sound and uh yeah, it's, uh, that's been my biggest project lately. But, very cool.
0: Uh, Martin Jenkins? We've got,
5: to, we've got to wind it up, haven't we?
0: Unfortunately, we do. <laughs> pleasure as always. Please call into a future model Royal Radio. I'm going to try and make them slightly more frequent and clearly, this is a very good time for Australians when we get you on. Thank you very much for calling. Thanks also to Ron Kleist who I didn't have an opportunity to say thank you to Dave Falkenberg, always a pleasure. Clark Cooning, soon to be my neighbour, I need to warn my wife. Thank you all very much for calling in today. Pleasure chatting as always. Take care. Good day, everybody. Well, another classic model rail radio. This one's going to be an interesting one to edit. I said to Ralph Ranzetti when he contacted me after the show recording, I'm going to have a lot of fun editing this one. And another model rail radio. I'm trying to work out. How to get these slightly more frequently. The girl's naps make it interesting because, uh, funnily enough, and uh, Catherine and Andy Dixon are (laughs) part of this, I was up relatively late, 3am actually, I was trying to get some stuff notarised, which apparently they will then do for you at 7am in the US. But yeah, it was a late night for me last night, so hopefully I remain coherent through this particular recording. But these model Royal radios, always good to get out. And thank you very much to everyone who participated today. And thanks to the folks who are listening in, and particularly to Ron Kleiss and a wide variety of other folk who I didn't have a chance to do a, a roundout with because literally the, the guests were stacked. And also Skype was behaving very strangely, as only Skype will in these kind of circumstances. So... Thank you very much, Model Row Radio on Facebook, modelrowradio.com for the new shows and look forward to talking to you all very soon.